Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome back to the show. This is The Real Jason Duncan. I am so glad that you have decided to tune in today because I'm going to be talking with Connor Snyder, who's the co-founder of the company Story. And if you've been a listener to this podcast for a while, you'll know that they are one of our sponsors of the podcast. And it's Story with two Y's. And if you want to learn more about it, you're going to hear about what they do. You're going to hear about the story, all the everything that Connor has done. You're going to hear about that today on the show. Um, Connor, he's the found, co-founder of Story. As I said, it's a marketing and technology company that helps people share their authentic message online and build community. Uh, his professional career as an entrepreneur led him to become an entrepreneur. You're going to hear that story of how he transitioned from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. If you don't know what those terms are, just stay tuned. You're going to understand what that means. Over the course of several years, as he started doing this side hustle, and then the side hustle turned into something pretty substantial, and he decided to take it and make it the full-time gig, which now is what we know as story. And they're killing it. And they are, I'm a vendor of, or excuse me, they're a vendor of mine. I'm a customer of theirs. They're a sponsor of my podcast. They're the, the uh, title sponsor of my live webinar series, the Entrepreneur Master Series. And Connor, in our conversation today, we, we had never met before today. I've worked with this team, but I've never met him. Fantastic dude. He's got a great story. And uh, I'm really excited to have him here on the show. So please help me welcome Connor Snyder to the root of all success. Jason, good morning, man. I am so excited to be here. Well, it's cool how um, how you and I got introduced through podcasting. And I don't know if you know this story. You probably do. But one of your one of your guys that works in your company, Devin, reached out to me. I don't know how or when or it would. I guess it was a, within the last six months or so. And hmm. said, "Hey, you know, we, we, I've been following your stuff. I'd love to have you on my show." And I'm, God, yeah, love if I get invited to the show, I'm going to go on the show. I don't care who it is. Well, I do care, but like <laughs> within reason, I don't care who it is. And Devin seemed kind of cool. I'm like, sure. And then, and then he he said, "Hey, you know, we do this thing after the show. He's like, we do this thing. Would you be interested? Well, yeah. So, uh, so tell tell before we get into your story." Tell us about Story, which is the, your company, which I talked about in the intro, Story with Two Ys. So tell us a little bit about what you guys do, and then we'll we'll backtrack to your origins. Yeah, no, uh, that's such a <laughs> cool thing that that's how we got connected. Uh, Devin's such a rock star. Yeah, Story is uh, it's all about helping people share their authentic message online. That's our purpose. And so um, we are kind of this funny mix of a marketing agency turned into a technology company. And what we do is we give content creators ideas about content to create, an app to give us their best content. And then we chop that up and turn that into engaging social media content, all custom made, all individual and unique to every single creator. 
Well, you guys do a fantastic job. And uh, for those of you that are, are interested in that kind of stuff, and most entrepreneurs are, because, you know, the way I think the way I look at this is that, you know, 30 years ago, you had to have a Yellow Pages ad to be in business. And in a 20, mm -hmm. 15 years ago, you had to have a website, which you still have to have that. But today, if you're not doing social media content, you're really not in business. So entrepreneurs, at the end of the show, Connor's got a special offer for you. So you got to stick around and listen. A special offer for getting involved with what Story has got going on. So so Connor, tell, tell, uh, tell me how you got started as an entrepreneur. I mean, was it sometime as a kid, you were doing stuff as a teenager, or, or is it more an adult aspiration of yours? No, you know, I, uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like our parents, whoever raised us makes this really deep impact on us. Right. And my dad was a drywall contractor. So, I mean, I spent every summer going and helping him put up sheetrock and mud and nail holes on construction sites. And, you know, I saw my dad, um, have this flexibility and freedom with how he spent his time. He was absolutely one of the hardest... He is one of the hardest per working people I know. I mean, the guy would get up so early and work so late. And even after he came home from jobs, he was sitting at home looking at plans, doing bids, right? Um, but every time I had something with school, every time I had a performance or or some event, he was there. You know, There was never something he had to miss because of work. And that, that ability was something that was kind of taken for granted for me growing up. And as I started working more in, in careers um, and jobs, you know, at other companies, I started to realize I wanted that flexibility my dad had and um, entrepreneurship started to call to me. So was, you said he was a drywall contractor. Was this something he like had his own, own business, own thing, or was he working for somebody else? Yeah. His own thing. Snyder drywall. Yep. His own thing. <laughs> and so, is, it, is it still in business? Um, so yes, but he's, he's kind of taken a back seat on it and he actually opened up an arcade uh, about three years ago. Uh, so <laughs> now it's the family arcade. <laughs> That's natural. Drywall yeah. arcade. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, you see your dad as a, you're growing up as a young man and you see your dad with, uh, you know, have his own business, you're helping, but it sounds to me like that, that flexibility was the thing that kind of enticed you more than anything else into entrepreneurship. Why do you think that's, why do you think that enticed you? What, what was a, what was it about flexibility that you thought that's what I want? Yeah. You know, and flexibility maybe is the wrong word. Um, but it, it's more like I have the ability to be my own man. <laughs> like I get to make decisions for me based off my values and based off the things that I find important, important, because sometimes when you have, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we all have obligations in life that come up and we have to make these decisions of like, am I going to do a, or am I going to do B? And I think that my dad having the flexibility of his own business gave him that flexibility to say, I can decide to prioritize my family and not have someone telling me I can't do that when I need to. Yeah, I, I think. And isn't that the one of the beauties of entrepreneurship in general, that it should allow us that opportunity to have control over the choices that we make every day? It should give us the flexibility. And unfortunately, many entrepreneurs, I think most don't experience what they think they should get. So mm -hmm. um, so as you started out, uh, it, it, you know, looking at I want to be an entrepreneur because I want control, I want flexibility. What did you do first? Was his story kind of your first thing or were there other things before story? 
Yeah. I mean, in some ways, story is my first thing. But at the same time, story has gone through so many evolutions. It doesn't really feel like what it was at all when it started. Um, and so really, my entrepreneurial journey started out by being an intrapreneur, right? Um, and in case anyone in the term in your audience hasn't heard the term before, you know, an entrepreneur is someone that's inside and working in someone's business, but approaches their job with an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, I, I always felt like, um, just curious and wanted to learn more and I loved technology. And so, um, really early on, I had a job at the, uh, Utah state university MBA programs office, and they were trying to get more people to join their program. And I convinced them to give me a little Facebook budget to run Facebook ads. And this is when Facebook ads were were still pretty new and, and kind of a hot thing. And so I started running ad campaigns and we started getting leads from them. And I actually ended up dropping out of school and going and working for a solar company just based off the fact I had Facebook ad experience. You know, they had a hard time finding somebody. And so I... Uh, I realized then that there were people that needed help running ads. And as I'm walking out of the door of Utah State University's MBA program, they're like, Hey, can you just like keep doing this for us on the side, like a consulting gig? And to this day, they're still a client of mine, <laughs> you know, uh, that we work with with Story to create content for. And so that was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial journey was, was kind of wearing this consulting hat. And while I was still working full time, part time finding ways that I could be adding value for other people's programs and businesses. So let's go, let's put this in term and in, in into uh, context of time. So when, when did you drop out? What year did you drop out of college to do this, to go work for the solar company? Let's see. That would have been, um, 2014, 2014 so eight years ago from, from when we're recording this. So you drop mm -hmm. out of college, you make a decision, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing. It's with solar company, run some ads. Mm -hmm. And you, you use that word entrepreneur, which I think is interesting. Uh, and you're right. A lot of people have not heard that, but entrepreneurs are the people that we entrepreneurs are always looking for to come work for us. Because That's right. We, yeah. We want them because they see the vision and they, they understand how to create and innovate and take risks to get somewhere just like a normal entrepreneur would, but, but they are comfortable and okay with doing it in the confines of a W2 employment contract where, us as entrepreneurs, we gag at the thought of being in an unemployment contract under a W-2. So, um, so, so your story kind of was your first thing, but you, you define story or describe story rather as um, a marketing company that turned into a kind of a technology, let's do this other thing. So what was the original uh, intention when you started story? I know, I know you, you're, you're a co-founder, so there's somebody else involved. So when the two of you got together to do this, what did you think was going to happen with story? Yeah. So the, the way we actually became an actual business, the first time we filed our paperwork was after I'd met my partner, Austin, and we were both at a mortgage company doing digital marketing. And so at, at the mortgage company, what I was doing was I, I'd been doing ads for a while. And one of the things I started seeing with ads was like, people weren't sharing their real authentic stuff. Like they weren't, they weren't delivering a message that felt real. And so I kind of came up with this new way of marketing at the mortgage company for all their loan officers. And Austin was working there and was like, dude, this is so cool. You have the know-how. I'm well connected. What if we like turn this into an actual business? Um, and I'd always just been really happy doing the consulting at the time, but, but you never really have time to go and prospect and build it out the way you want to. 
Um, and every, every successful person that I had talked to had said, you've got to, at a certain point, you should know when to bring in help. And it needs to be help that kind of supplements your weaknesses and amplifies your strengths. And Austin is absolutely that for me. We are yin and yang. And, and that's why I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we got a client really quickly out of the gate who still is a client of stories, but we filed our paperwork as biz growth marketing. <laughs> and it, at the time it was, let's go be a marketing agency. And, and your, your biz growth marketing was the original, was the original idea and marketing in the sense of running ads. Is that, that what you were going to do? It was kind of full service. I mean, we were doing, we were doing anything that related to communicating a marketing message. So we were doing ads, we were doing organic content, we were doing CRM management, email campaigns, landing pages, websites. It was all stuff that I and Austin had done in our corporate jobs or as consulting things. But we kind of were just like, let's take our expertise and just offer to build any of it for someone that needs it. So when did the video, because from my perspective as a customer, uh, a client yeah. of yours, and of course you guys are, are a co-sponsor of the podcast and the exclusive sponsor of our my live webinar series, the Entrepreneur Master Series, which we'll talk about later. But at, from my perspective, all you do is video. Like that's that's all you do. Yeah. So yeah. am I seeing it right or did it did it morph to that or or is there more to it that I just don't understand? No, it totally morphed to that. And so... What what happened was is the the pandemic hit right. Everyone wants to go digital. Everyone that wasn't doing digital before and was still doing yellow pages <laughs> was was like, okay, all right, I'll get on the bandwagon now. So I had a client of ours reach out who we'd been doing some CRM stuff and email stuff for. He's like, guys, you know, what I really need, I need a ton of video content, just a mammoth wall of video content constantly. I want fifty posts a month. And me and Austin looked at each other because, you know, I've edited videos. I, I had a background in video editing. I did some film festivals in high school. And, and so I was like, I can edit a lot of video, but 50 part-time, I don't know about that. And uh, Austin didn't have any video experience. So he's like, I don't know about that either. <laughs> so, so what we did was I, I had a mentor of mine, um, Dennis Yu, who was always about hiring VAs. And I mean, he was hiring VAs. Back in 2014, he was one of the first speakers I listened to talk about social ads and, and kind of talk about hiring VAs. And so Austin and I went and looked um, at a website, found this awesome VA named Ezra. And um, he kind of helped lay the foundation of, of our team. And we hired our first video editor. Um, and that video editor helped us make 50 posts a month for this guy. And as soon as we started doing content for him, all of a sudden, everyone in his circle was like, I need video too. And the hole that I found in our business before, which was our ads wouldn't work if people's content was bad, all of a sudden closed because we got really great at helping people create awesome, authentic content. And so we just kind of started to focus on that. It just became our strength and, and we knew it was time to pivot. So when you... What year did Biz Growth Marketing... Like when was it official? What year was that? So that was 2019. Okay, 2019. So, so we're, we're talking just three years ago. So three yeah. years ago, you start this thing. You're going to be a full service marketing company. You're going to manage CRMs. You're going to do the whole kit and caboodle. And then this one guy, one customer says, hey, I need videos. And mm -hmm. and and that was that the pivot point? That was the point you guys. Wow. OK, this is we're just going to go all in on video. Was that it? Was that the guy that that was what happened? It wasn't overnight, but looking back, that was definitely like the pivot. That was the point, you know, that was the, the, the tipping point that kind of led to everything else because 
you know, Mike Searock, he was doing a lot of stuff with the Cardone group. And so after that, we started doing stuff for the Cardone group and Cardone Ventures, Brandon Dawson, Natalie Workman, that whole group. And so, and then once we were doing things with them, it was a bunch of other people within that circle. Um, and so over time, all of the marketing stuff that we were doing, we kind of still offered, but people stopped coming to us asking for it. You know, everyone was wanting the video. And my whole, you know, this is a little tactical here, but I think that the best businesses are the businesses that have a repeatable process that you can put down on an SOP and hand to somebody and say, execute, right? And so me, I I always I love tech. At the time, I was still working full-time in a technology company. Um, and so the way I kind of saw everything was if we get our processes tight enough, then we can automate those processes or make them feel like they're automated. And that's where kind of our, our app and tech started to come in. Isn't it interesting that um, some of the most unexpected things happen that lead us to success? You know, mm -hmm. we we think we have this vision of a like you you and Austin wanted to build a marketing company, and you and you in fact did very successfully um, in a very short period of time. However, it didn't the strategy that you were going to use to get there changed pretty quickly. Um, as you said, not overnight, but, but looking back and go, wow, that was it. Like that dude, that one guy changed our lives and we didn't even know it at the time. We just like, okay, we'll make some videos for you. We got to charge you because this is a lot of work. 50 videos is a lot. He's still a customer, right? Still a customer. Yep. Still a customer. <laughs> Do you want to, you want to give him a shout out? Who is this guy? Yeah. Mike, Mike Searock, go follow him on, on Instagram, Mike Searock. Um, and he's awesome. He's a great guy and a great friend. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, the, it is interesting how the most unexpected kind of help comes at just the right time. It's that kind of, what's that quote? I think it's the Edison quote of like, luck is the, is a, is a combination of like timing and hard work. Right. And, and I think that one of the things as entrepreneurs, we have these days where we're just like, this is such a clear vision in our head, but it just keeps falling apart. <laughs> right. And what we have to remember is that we got to set, we got to like zoom out and look at the macro picture and remember that if we keep the consistent efforts, even on the days where it feels like it's not working, you're going to push through. And that even if that means changing your business model from making landing pages to focusing on video, you got to be open to that. Um, but I think it was, it was a combination of the right timing and us preparing ourselves to meet the moment, you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Mike C Rock right now. Is it C uh, uh, R O C K? C R O C. C R O C. No K. I'm backing up. I'm gonna look him up because I think I'm gonna see what that looks like right now. Mike C Rock. All right, co-founder, innovative tech platform. There he is, turning setbacks into rocket fuel. All right, go look him up, guys. This is uh, Mike C Rock. Uh, it looks like Mike Croc. <laughs> On yeah, his, it totally does. It looks like MikeCroc.com, <laughs> but that's what it is, Mike C-Rock. So, so, so this guy is uh, kind of the secret sauce unbeknownst to uh, the story folks behind the scenes. Like he is the one that said, this is, I need this. You guys delivered and it changed your lives. Now, uh, story, uh, I, I've used several VAs myself to do video uh, over the past several years as, a, as an entrepreneur, business coach, a public figure myself. I've used those folks, VAs and et cetera. And I've had, you know, uh, varying degrees of success, but with story, um, there seems to be, it's almost like you guys took the video editing concept and, you know, doing the hashtags, doing the ca captions, um, 
you know, doing the on-screen you know, words and images and, and the Zoom cuts and all that kind of stuff. You guys took it to a whole other level. I, I mean, because <laughs> I, I and, and again, I, I uh, I've used people in the past and they did the adequate. But but you guys have the app. You've got reporting. You've got account managers. Why did you go that direction versus just the minimal delivery that most people seem to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think that part of what makes a business successful is being really clear on your purpose and being really clear on the jobs to be done. Job to be done. That's the jobs to be done framework um, in product development that I personally really like. And so for us, if you get really clear on, um, you know, there's some businesses that are like VA staffing agencies and what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll hire you a VA. They'll put someone in your business. You can go teach them all your processes. You can manage them. And I I mean, I don't know exactly your experience like was Jason, but a lot of people I talk to that have VAs, they'll bring someone in. That's like, um, okay, you're my video editor. You're my posting person. You're my copywriter. You're managing my email. And, and, and this jack of all trades, master of none thing kind of starts to kick in. Right. Um, and so the way we kind of started was the, the job to be done for our clients was create and share an authentic message online. And then we start from there and say, okay, who do we need? And we don't just, we very much believe in specialization for all of our content creation. We've got a team of about a hundred content creators with copywriting, posting specialists, schedulers, um, video editors for each step in the process to ensure that we're bringing bright, talented people who believe in our mission as a company to help fulfill on the um, love for our clients. So I think it's really about being more talent and more force to bear for people because whether it's someone's a VA or a remote employee in the United States, it doesn't matter. It's about, is it about, do those people have the knowledge and specialization and the processes and the support to, to do their job? Right. So the, so you got a team of over a hundred. Is that, is that what you just said? Yep. That's right. So when you started, it was just you and Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. Years, three years from two to a hundred. That's uh, that had to be painful. Tell me about oh. it. Oh, Bro, <laughs> so painful. Like I said, like even when we, when we were signing Mike Searock up, I was still working full time at a tech company. And, and part of the appeal of VAs was Philippine hours were night working hours for us. So we could work our day jobs and then work at night, you know, and do a whole shift with the team. And it was very painful. You know, you're bringing in um, a lot of people who had bad experiences, like their VA remote work was like working at a call center for Verizon. That was their experience, right? And so just the skill set's totally different. The culture's totally different. Um, and then not only that, you're, I'm going through this whole process of learning how to be a manager. You know, like I'm, I've got me and Austin. I've had small teams that I've managed in my corporate jobs, but not a hundred people, right? And the way that you address issues in a team of 100 is completely different than you address issues with a team of three. Um, and so we, we, we definitely went through learning curves. I remember one time, <laughs> at one point, we got our most talented employee right now and chewed him out and told him, we were going to fire your ass <laughs> if you did not shape up. And uh, it came together. It came together. Um, yeah, you just you, you definitely have some pain points growing that fast. Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. 
As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the root of all success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And that's D-U-B-B. I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan and I'm so honored that they're our primary sponsor of the podcast. They have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, anything you need around video and sales and automation. Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. 40 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had your business in the yellow pages. You remember those things? <laughs> and 30 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a door to door salesman. 20 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a website. And today, you're not in business unless you're doing social media content. Am I right? Social media content. Social media content in the form of like micro content, which is 30 to 60 second spots on Instagram reels or TikTok or YouTube shorts. That's the way business is done. As a matter of fact, that may be how you found out about this podcast or me as a business coach. This medium that we're using today to communicate what we do is vitally important. And just recording yourself isn't enough. You've got to do it right. And my friends over at Story do it right. And one of the problems with doing it wrong is that you sit around thinking, well, what the heck am I going to record? How, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. Well, story takes all of that away from you. Stop wasting time trying to come up with content because story will send you a video prompt on what to record. You can pick the categories you want to record in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, finance, relationship, leadership, life insurance. It could be anything. Don't waste time on that. And by the way, if you're not confident in talking on video or if the video editing portion takes up way too much of your time, Story will edit the videos to perform well on social media. They add the subtitles, the pop-ups, the Zoom cuts. They remove all the filler words like uh and um and uh. They remove the awkward pauses. And then they take that video and post it for you. They write the captions. They add the relevant hashtags. And they post it on the platforms that you care about the most. It's exactly what you need to be in business today. And to be successful at it. So if you want to learn how to do social media the way the influencers do, you need to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. And that's story with two Y's. Why? Because they're awesome. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. That's S-T-O-R-Y-Y for 10% off your first three months to try story out. You're going to thank me later. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now back to the show. So when did uh, when did it 
when did you have the realization, holy crap, like this is this is legit. This is real. Cause I think every entrepreneur has that point. I think there's a point like you're playing house, so to speak. And then at some point, Oh, we're actually married. This is for real. So for you, when did that happen? Yeah. Um, two, two moments come to mind. Um, the first moment was when the, the director of our operations in the pH bought his first house. That was a moment where I was like, man, we pay this guy's, we, we helped this guy pay for his mortgage. Like that all of a sudden it wasn't just like pretend money. It was just like, like the weight of that really like set in that of, of all of these families and individuals that we were responsible for. Um, that was one moment that it felt really real. The other was the moment where I could afford to pay myself to quit <laughs> because uh -huh. I would I went into my boss um, at Red X and this was another big moment for us. And I told him, Hey, so just so you know, on the side, <laughs> I've been building this business <laughs> and um, we're actually doing pretty well to the point where I think I need to jump in full time. And, you know, I, I think some, some executives and business owners would hear that and immediately be like, let's pull up the computer logs. <laughs> let's, let's see how you've been using our time, your time while you've been working for us. Right. Um, and instead what he said was really, well, can we be part of it? Like, tell us more about it. And they actually ended up coming on as a third partner and have been an incredible resource because now instead of me and Austin having our limited perspective, um, we've got a, a, a group of people that have 20, 30 years of experience in technology, in real estate, in marketing, who are now part of our board of advisors, who are part of our partnership, and really kind of help us bring a whole new level of experience, professionalism, and resources to bear to really help us get to where we want to go as our mission. Um, and so that that was another huge pivot point was um, was getting them on board too. What a joy to see an employee that you brought on do something pretty significant in their life. Um, you know, for me, I had that, I had that, those moments too, when, when I would watch my, my employees buy houses or buy, you know, their kids go off to college or somebody get married. And, and I'm like, man, I, I was a part of that. Like I provided an opportunity for that person to get a, a really good income that supported their family, pay for their healthcare, pay for college, pay for weddings. And isn't that, isn't that such a cool thing as, I mean, it just feels great. I mean, sure. We want to make money personally. But the fact that we can watch our employees benefit and grow because of the employment opportunity we provide for them, that's that's pretty cool, man. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I mean, to me, that's that's kind of, I mean, that's part of the way I would define success, right? But that, that feeling of, on the one hand, I'm, I'm helping someone else get a job, right, as their employer. And on the other hand, my employer saying, let me write you a check to go and, and blow this thing up. It was this, it's just, it's this weird thing of, of being able to pay it forward a little bit. Right. And, and feeling like, um, we are all part of this, this community of people, you know, either on a macro scale or the micro scale of our team, that's trying to accomplish something meaningful. And that, that feeling of success to me, sure. You know, when we close a big deal or, or the bank account is looking fat, that feels like success, but it doesn't feel as meaningful and purposeful and fulfilling as the success of 
watching the people around you accomplish not only our collective mission, but their personal goals and their personal hopes. Right. And that to me is, is really what success looks like. So how would you be specific? How would you define that word success? Yeah, I think the way I would define it specifically is, is helping yourself and others reach the highest potential version of themselves. Um, self-actualization. If you look at like the Maslow hierarchy of needs, you know, there's food and water and shelter right at the bottom. But a lot of times people forget about the very top piece of the hierarchy. After you've got all the food and shelter, after you have the safety and security, after you have the community of people at the very top of that triangle is self-actualization and, and self-actualization is reaching the highest, the highest um, potential that you are able feeling complete confidence in who you are and what you've been able to do. And I think helping people get to that level of, of personal fulfillment and development um, and, and, and them helping me get there. Right. I, 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 I need their help too. Um, is, is what sex success is to me. So by that definition, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's one of those things you're always working on it. And I think if you're working on it, that does feel like success. <laughs> you know, I'll probably be working on that till I'm dead. <laughs> um, but, but I think that I do consider myself very lucky and successful in that sense, because I get to worry about that on my hierarchy of need pyramid. Yeah. I, I love the, I love that definition. And I think that it is true. I mean, success is a journey. It's not a, it's not a space, a spot you get to and you're done. Uh, even if, even if your definition of success is I want to have $10 million in the bank. I mean, at some point when you get the 10 million, you're not going to stop and go, okay, that's it. There's going to be, okay, now I want 20. I want a hundred. I want to be a billionaire. Um, so I think success grows and, and your, your story illustrates that, Hey, I just want to do this marketing thing. Oh, I just want to do video thing. And now you've got a full suite of technology and your app supporting what you're doing. Tell, tell me a little bit about the app that you guys built, because that's also another higher level to what you guys are doing versus everybody else out there. Yeah. So I, I mentioned a mentor of mine, Dennis, you a marketing genius, brilliant guy. And I remember I, I was listening to a, a speech he was giving at Adobe headquarters in 2014 here in Utah. And he was talking about marketing operations and basically saying that like a lot of times marketers want to focus on brand and look and feel, but really an effective marketer is oriented around the business objectives and understands that their job is to help bring in business. And he said a successful marketer not only does that, but has a process by which they do that because excellence is repeatable. And, and he said, if we want to be excellent marketers, we have to have a repeatable process. And I heard someone once say that, that technology, um, apps, any of that, sometimes we just like want to throw out this idea of an app, <laughs> but really all technology does is automate a process. Sometimes that process is very granular. Other times it's, it's very big and large and complicated. And so the way I saw it was, is if our marketing was excellent, if we had operational excellence and repeatable processes that we could follow, then we could automate those processes. And so the way we see our business is whether it's true automation that a computer is doing it or mechanical turkeying it where people are following a strict process, we have, um, we have a, a, our app 
is kind of the first steps in how we are going to through, go through and automate a lot of our processes. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where the app came in was how do you have that operational excellence? And it turned out an app helped us do that. Yeah. What's, what's really cool about your app and, and as a, as a user and as a customer, mm-hmm. I could say that the, there are prompts, which I think are fantastic because mm-hmm. so many of us as, as potential creators were thinking, well, what the hell am I going to say today? I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. So what your, your deal, your onboarding uh, helped me say, okay, these are the categories that I talk about as a, as a public figure. And then I can log into the app and read a prompt. I mean, dude, that's worth, I told, I told Devin a long time ago, I said, that's worth what you're trying to charge me to do everything by itself, because just having the opportunity to know what should I say? And here's the hook. Here's the subject. Here's some content that you can talk about. And here's how you'd wrap it up at the end. So your app does that. Um, your app also has communication where you can talk to your, talk to like my project manager. I sent her a couple messages this morning. I can do that. Plus I can upload uh, videos directly into the app. And then I've got a library of all the videos once they're completed. So it's a pretty cool, I mean, it's, it's really cool. When did you first start building the app? Uh, that would have been February of this year, February, 2022. That's pretty fast to get an app that, that detailed, that, that fast. Yeah, I mean, I could I could go into a whole lecture about <laughs> building tech because I've seen people, you know, light millions of dollars on fire building stuff that just was uh didn't accomplish the job to be done. And I think that I'm obsessed with our users and what they need to get the job done. And so we start from there and we focus on incremental features that get us there. The app's not even close to the full vision of it, right? But the goal is how do I hand you, Jason, something where Right now, you've got your pizza tracker and you can see each step where the content's at, right? How do I get you something that right now is going to add value? Because I don't need to give you everything yet if I can give you something now that's going to make a difference, right? Um, so appreciate you feeling like it's been fast. I think it's been pretty fast too. But uh, yeah, I think it's an awesome app and we're just getting started. Well, I've built... I've, I've had apps built for some of the companies I've owned in the past and, and it was a terrible process. I hated every second of it. It was expensive and it didn't work the way I wanted it to work. And, and ultimately I just got defeated and just said, I'm done. I don't need the app. It's fine. Or, or, you know, so yours is yours actually functional is part of the story. Um, future. Does it include, uh, acquiring other companies that do what you do so that you can make it better? Or you're going to continue just or, organic growth within, within what you're building now or, What's what's the future plan? Yeah, um, I think acquisitions. There's there's a if it would ever make sense, then maybe we'd do it. You know, I I don't think in the short term. I think right now we're really playing our own game. Um, I think partnerships are kind of like the our real focus on, and and how do we help expand our audience by partnering with great people like you, and 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 really tapping into other creators who who really want help sharing their authentic message. I think acquisitions. Um, you know, if there's alignment and, and we help us get there, it's important. But I also am, am very leery of there's a lot of companies that fail because they try to like go buy a company and assume it's going to fit in perfectly with their tech stack or their culture. And culture is one of those things where I'm especially protective of. I think that we've spent a lot of time um, and and money on making sure we have the right culture in the company. And that would be one place where I'm like, hmm, if we do an acquisition, let's make sure that, that we're intentional about it. But, um, but you know, never say never, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the reason I'm, the reason I bring that up is that, of course, 
I'm a coach and I'm always looking to help my clients maximize their opportunities. And so I was got to thinking about that because I, I've used other companies, as I said earlier, to do these things for me. Some were um, companies just like yours here, here in the U S they're doing, doing work. And then of course they're hiring VAs to do some of the back end stuff. I understand that, but then I've also hired VAs and I've got a pretty good understanding of how it all works. I, I'm not interested in doing it myself, but there are a couple of people I know that, man, they, they, they understand it. They're just not executing the way that, at the level that you're executing. And if you guys mm-hmm. combine forces, that would be, you know, you'd get all of their customers, plus you do it in a better way. And then they understand what you're trying to accomplish. So that, anyway, that's, what's rolling around in the back yeah, of my mind. It makes sense. It totally can make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's, what would you say are the keys to your success? I mean, in a very short period of time, in just three years, you, you left the company that you were working for full-time as an entrepreneur. You started mm-hmm. this thing on the side. You, now you're going full-time and now it's blowing up and you guys are killing it. You know, I don't know what your revenues are, but it has to be, has to be good and significant. So, if you look back and, and say these were the keys that unlocked our ability to be where we are today, we've already talked about Mike Searock being one of those keys because knowing him, even though you didn't intend it, it, it kind of changed the whole trajectory of your company. The whole future of your company changed because of one customer, which I think is one of the themes that, of this show. But mm-hmm. what other keys do you see unlocked your ability to be where you are today? Yeah. Um, so one, I would say is grit. Um, I, I, I've got grit. <laughs> so I, I grew up Mormon. And, uh, if, if anyone doesn't know anything about Mormons, you see them missionaries, with white shirts and black name tags, knocking on doors. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a, a, a practicing Mormon at all anymore, but, but I, I grew up Mormon and I went on a Mormon mission and I'll tell you what, <laughs> you get told no a lot when you're a Mormon missionary, <laughs> you knock oh, yeah. on a lot of doors. And I was to boot, I, I was a Chinese speaking missionary. So the way it works is, um, the, the church will assign a, a, a language or a, or a, or a, a location to you to go proselyte in. So I was assigned to be a Mandarin Chinese speaking missionary in California. And so my job was, go find Chinese people <laughs> and teach them about God. <laughs> so that's what I did. And, Turns out not a lot of Chinese immigrants in California want to learn about God. I got told no every day for two years. Two years, I woke up every day at 6.30, went to bed at 10.30, spent every waking hour knocking doors, teaching lessons. And when you hear no that many times and you follow almost a military-like schedule in your day-to-day, you learn how to push through for your goal. And so that was that was kind of a, definitely one thing that I think really made a lasting impact on me was developing the grit to hear no and get the job done. Um, and I think the other thing that's been a key part of our success has been um, a shared purpose. I think my job as a leader is to be very clear on what our purpose is as a company and then remind and articulate that purpose and how it applies to everyone's role every day, every hour. And I think bringing that clarity of purpose, um, I think has also been a key to success. And I think that by being able to articulate that to our team, um, it's, it's helped us build the right culture because purpose is ultimately informed by mission. And then our core values help us accomplish those things. And, and then everything else kind of falls into line after that. 
So you uh, you left the Mormon Church? Is that is that what you're saying? So yep. do you still have uh, do you still have a faith, or is that is that all part of the past? Great, great question. I, I would definitely say I'm spiritual. Spirituality is important to me. I, I don't know that I would I would identify with any specific denomination or religion. Um, I I think that my Mormon roots still, you know, I, there's still things of value that I valued that I learned there. Um, um, but I would, I would describe myself as spiritual, but not, um, not necessarily religious. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, it's interesting that that experience for you as a missionary for those two years, in some ways prepared you to be a very successful entrepreneur. Although at the time you would have never, ever guessed that that had anything to do with reality because you're knocking on doors talking about you know, the Book of Mormon and, <laughs> and trying to get convinced Chinese people that, that God is, you know, that God is God and not, you know, Buddha or, Hindu, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. So um, as you, as you think about your story, what I, what I think is there are five things that I've always seen in all these interviews I've done about what keys to success show up and you're, you're, you're an illustration of those things, passion, you know, the willingness to push through and endure, which you call grit. I think that's the first one I talk about a lot, being at the right place at the right time. And I think you've even said that here on the show, you're right place, right time, meeting these people, working at this company, uh, knowing the right people is one of the third keys. I taught is the third key I talk about a lot. And of course we've, you've discussed it. Austin, of course, is one of those people. Uh, Dennis, you is one of those people who convinced you, uh, and then of course, Mike Searock, which we've plugged a lot. He needs to sponsor the show now. I need to get him as a sponsor, <laughs> but, yeah. but we, you know, all these guys are keys, uh, all that go, those, those guys are keys to help unlock success. And then you, you actually mentioned the word preparation, you know, being prepared to be successful. And that's one of the keys I'll talk about a lot. And then the final one's plan and, and your plan as an entrepreneur was to, it sounds like. Let's just build this on the side until it gets to a point where we can kind of do this on our own. And then I'll leap. I'll take that leap, which I think is smart. But the cool part is what you didn't expect is your employer to come in and say, I believe in you, man. I'm going to write you a check. That's that's a phenomenon. I, I don't think I've had a I don't think I've had any stories on this show where a former employer, when a guy quit to go do his own entrepreneur thing, decided to invest. So congrats on that. That's that's pretty special. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely worked out. I, yeah, I think planning, you know, it's, it's, it's vital. And I think that any entrepreneur that's trying to get to success, but maybe doesn't feel like they're there yet. Um, I, I think maybe spend a little extra time evaluating how you plan and how detailed you are about planning, because there's something about putting it on paper and like making that intention really clear to yourself and to others that just makes the other stuff fall into place. So let me give you the opportunity to offer some advice. So the listeners to the show are entrepreneurs from all walks of life and different stages of entrepreneurship. Some are entrepreneurs, you know, they're just, they're working at a company and they're trying to figure out how to be, you know, what do I do? Do I stay in the company and just continue to help it grow or do I go do my own thing? So what would you say is your best piece of advice as an entrepreneur to someone who's thinking about entrepreneurship or is early in this, in the process? Yeah, I uh, I think my one piece of advice would probably be know what you want, <laughs> know what you really want, and don't be embarrassed or ashamed by it. Right? I, I think that sometimes we have these like background um, 
almost fuzzy, ambiguous um, criticisms. Some of them are ourselves. Some of them are our, our hometown friends. Some of them are our parents. Some of them are our coworkers. Some of them could even be our family of, of, of what we think we're capable of. And if our dream or goal is ridiculous or not. And I think that you have to be really clear on what you want because no one's ever going to believe in your um, goals as much as you are. And so at the very beginning, it's the hardest because there's no proof in the pudding yet, right? You're like, you have a couple of clients or it's a side gig or you don't have anything yet. And you've got to have that tenacity to say, it might look ridiculous now, but all of the people that achieve success had to go through this phase of letting their vision push through. And that moment where you have to let your vision push you through that uncomfortable place is going to lay the foundation foundation for your eventual team and, and, and larger success, because you have to believe in that vision so much that you can rally more people to you to help you get there. That's good advice, man. That's good advice. Well, let's, let's talk about your, your offer. So for the listeners listening to the show, first of all, it's story.co is their website. S T O R Y Y Y two. Why they have two Y's, but I, I say, cause they're awesome. But why, why are there two Y's in story? Because it's all about you. And so we got to remember you twice story with two Y's, man. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Well, so talk about the offer that you're going to make uh, for folks to get a free video edit. So we are offering a free social media video edit. Basically you give us your photos, videos, your PDFs, any raw content you've got. And then you upload that in our app. You can create a free account with access to all of our prompts. We use a combination of AI cutting edge stuff to create prompts based off of common questions in every topic, along with some human talent to make sure you've got great content to create. Um, you get all that for free. You can submit a free video edit to us, a free project. We'll give you an awesome social media video back. Um, and you can sign up for that just at story.co. Um, we, you can register or you can join in with some of Jason's, um, Jason's setup. Um, Jason, you've got a link, I believe that we've set yeah. up for you where people can join on and, and get this free edit as well. Yeah. So the, the link that you can go to is the real slash story. And that's story with two Y's. So the real slash story. Not only do you get the free video edit, but using my link, you also get discounts if you sign up. So you get the free edit. Plus you get discounts. So make sure you go to the real slash story. Now I'll also say this as a plug. I don't know exactly when this episode will be released. We're recording this early December, but you and Devin, who we mentioned earlier, who works for you, you guys are going to be coming on to my live webinar called entrepreneur master series. And I don't actually have the date, uh, but it, anyway, it's coming out. So if anybody is interested in coming to that webinar, what we're going to do on that webinar is actually be tactical. We're going to get into the discussion about, what makes a good video content? Why should you do video? How do you how do you do it? It's not, you know, sure, there's going to be the opportunity for you to sign up for story at this, but it's not a plug for story as much as it is this is why this content creation, this this idea works. This is why Mike Searock wanted 50 videos a month and why it developed story into the company is today. So if you're interested in coming to that, just go to the real slash EMS. That stands for Entrepreneur Master Series. And uh, you can sign up for any of those. I do I do two of those webinars per month. 
and they're completely free, open to the public. We're uh, starting in 2023. We're going to live stream all of them across all social media platforms, which is something I've always wanted to do, but never been able to do. But now that I'm using Riverside and I've hired a new producer to help me do that, he is going to be able to stream it. So Connor and Devin with story are going to be showing up on EMS. So go to the real slash EMS to register. It's completely free. Um, so Connor, I'm going to give you the last word, my man. Is there anything you want to say, tell people how to get in touch with you? Any last words that you want to talk about before we close today? Yeah. If, if you ever have questions for me or, or, or want to learn more about story, you can follow me on Instagram, Connor P Snyder, um, on Instagram, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hope that any entrepreneur listening to this, if you're having a rough day or feeling like you're, you're not quite hitting your goals, keep up the good work, keep with it. You know, things aren't going to go perfect, but it's the, you know, you, uh, what's the saying, uh, you know, the tough times never last, but tough people do. So just keep going through it and, uh, you'll get where you want to go. Connor, it's been an honor to have you on the show, man. Best of luck to you and uh, congratulations on all your success. Appreciate it, Jason. Great to be here. Well, there you have it. Another very successful entrepreneur talking about his story and his journey to success. Now, we plugged story enough, but just one last time, the realjasonduncan.com slash story, you can get a free video edit. Plus, you can get discounts if you decide to sign up later by using my affiliate link, the realjasonduncan.com slash story. But here's what I want to focus in on as we close the show today. One customer can change the entire course of your life. So is a customer speaking to you, asking you to do something that you have not previously leaned into? You know, I don't know Mike C. Rock, and perhaps I'll get to meet him as a result of the show. But that guy, by telling story that, hey, I need videos. I know. Can you do this for me? And they leaned into it a little bit because he was a good customer. And now it changed the entire trajectory of everything they were doing as a company. And this will be what they do for for ages to come because it is something that is needed in the marketplace and they're delivering a high quality, high uh, experience for their customers. So I want you to think about as an entrepreneur what your customers are saying to you. What are they asking for? You don't have to make a wholesale pivot. You don't have to completely change everything. But if there is probably something that a customer is asking for that fits with your original vision, it's just a different strategy than you thought it would take to get there. Please tune in again next week when we talk with yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, I am the real Jason Duncan, and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at the real Jason Duncan. Are you an entrepreneur who feels trapped in the weeds of daily operations, not experiencing the freedom you thought you'd have as a business owner? Want to know the way out? Take Jason's free exit readiness assessment to see how close you are to getting ready to experience true freedom and success as an entrepreneur. Go to amireadytoexit.com today. That's amireadytoexit.com. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.